Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com and the movement GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. What is the why to what you do? You know, that place where your passion meets your sweet spot and gives whatever you do significance. Well, before we get too far into our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, we just mentioned that our mission is to rally others to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. So today we are colliding the two, the resources and relationships, to present a remarkable opportunity for you and your family. You're listening to a special broadcast with a pretty remarkable guest, producer and director Michael Landon Jr., who is ready to premiere his latest film, Wind Calls the Heart, this Saturday on the nation's leading family programming destination, the Hallmark Channel. Well, Michael Landon Jr., son of the late television legend Michael Landon, has been in the film business for over 25 years. In 2005, Michael formed Believe Pictures with partner Brian Bird. The production company's first film was a theatrically released The Last Sin Eater, based upon the best-selling novel by Francine Rivers. Well, Michael, we want to welcome you to the special edition of Girlfriend at Radio. Thanks for having me, ladies. Well, Michael, we um, we go way back, and you don't even realize it, um, because we have a funny story about you um, back in 2007. Um, just one day, Lisa called me up and said, Hey, what are you up to? And I said, I'm obsessing over Michael Landon, Jr., in a very non-creepy way, I just want to tell you. So um, she said, what do you mean you're obsessing over Michael Landon, Jr.? And I said, well, all my brothers and sisters were sitting around. There's, there's six of us. And we're sitting around. We're talking about how incredible um, Francine Rivers' book, The Senator, was and how Michael Landon, Jr. created this film that's just fabulous and it parallels the, the book so well. And which caused me then to go in and start reading more about you, and then I I get into this research mode. So then I I started you know going back to when you were six months old and stuff like that, and going into your biography. And so I I said to Lisa, I, I'm like I feel compelled, like I need to write him a letter or something, and just say what a fabulous job he's doing um, here as a Christian and just taking a stance in in Hollywood. And uh, lo and behold, the very next day, she's at a booksellers conference in Atlanta, and she calls me up, and she goes, uh, guess who's here? And I'm like, who? She goes, Michael Landon Jr., your, your new obsession. <laughs> so, Lee, you have, you have to tell us what happened from there. Well, okay, so, Michael, I'm walking around, I see you, and I call Patty, like she said, and I tell her. So she immediately kicks into, you have got to get his email for me. So I can send him this, you got to get his contact. And I'm looking going, okay, 
I'm okay if Patty's creepy, but I don't want to be the creepy one, Sarah, <laughs> stalking you. So, so I, uh, I just want you to know you were going to be there the next day. And so I actually lost sleep that night because Patty basically gave me a mandate. Do not come back from Atlanta without Michael Landon Jr.'s contact information so I can encourage him. So anyway, I, I, that night I'm trying to think, how do I position my statement to you so you don't think I'm the creepy one? And um, I, I wanted to be the friend of the year. Patty promised me, you know, you'll be the friend of the year if you get his contact. So I, I literally lost sleep trying to think how my, my angle going in. So the next morning, I actually met you. And I actually got my picture made with you. And I, I proceeded to tell you about my, um, my obsessed friend, but I did it in a very, you know, encouraging way. And, and I just said, I know that you probably don't do this. And um, I just want to assure you, we really aren't creepy. Um, is there any way you would give me your, your uh, email address so I can give it to Patty? Because she really does want to encourage you. And, and we do a radio show and, you know, we do ministry and we're all this stuff. So anyway, you were so gracious and you literally said, you promised me you won't give this to anybody. I said, I <laughs> promise. I got the friend of the year. So in 2007, I was the friend of the year and I got your information from Patty. And then she proceeded to write you, I think, a very short letter that was like three pages long um, detailing everything. So you are part of our journey and our story and you don't even know it. So today to, to be sitting here interviewing you is truly remarkable for us. That is so funny. They, I just want you to know that is the only letter that I have ever written um, just out of the blue like that. So it is funny that here we are, whatever, six or seven years later, um, interviewing you on the radio. And once again, over and beyond the Sin Eater, here you are just doing fabulous things. And uh, we are so excited to talk about uh, your new film series that's taking place. Well, and speaking of remarkable, Michael, you have teamed up with some pretty remarkable and accomplished partners on your various film series with authors such as Francine Rivers and, and Jeanette Oak, as well as the Hallmark Channel and leading actors and actresses. And what we are going to talk about today specifically is your latest film, Wind Calls the Heart, inspired by author Jeanette Oak. And so, first of all, how did you meet renowned author Jeanette Oak? Jeanette was pleased 
with the adaptation. It's always difficult for an author, right, when you're taking a book that's, you know, usually 300 and some odd pages uh, with all these nuances and, and, uh, and, you know, kind of inside kinds of perspectives on your characters and not always necessarily the proper art for telling a story in, in 86 minutes on screen. So sometimes authors aren't pleased with the adaptations. Thankfully, she was. And um, we've continued on with this relationship uh, up till now. That is wow. pretty amazing because, like you said, to transform from an artist's writing into the film and really captured the heart of it is is a challenge. Yeah. I, especially, I would say, as a film producer, you know, it, it really is about the relationships. And like you said, you you read her script, you liked it, and over ten years developed. But it is so significant when we can collaborate with other artists or other professionals and and combine our voices and really make something remarkable. What as you have been working even with um, Jeanette and even on her latest book, When Calls the Heart, like like Patty and I have said, we so appreciate you just stepping into that world and being a voice in Hollywood for the family and for producing these family films that we can sit together with our families, all the same room, all the generations, and not be embarrassed, but to watch something that will challenge and inspire us. So can you tell us a little bit about the premise of your newest film, When Calls the Heart? Yeah, When Calls the Heart is is based on uh, Jeanette Oak's second best-selling series of books. And it's uh, it's set in 1910. And it's the story of Elizabeth Thatcher, who's a young teacher accustomed to high society life in the big city. But she ends up choosing to take a teaching position in a poor uh, coal mining town and forego the comforts of her privileged life because she wants to make an impact. She wants to make an impact on the, on her students' lives and on the community. And it's about the challenges of this woman who's basically a fish out of water, uh, who's never had to try to survive with, with minimal comforts and, and very little resources. And, um, and, of course, like in all Jeanette Oak um, uh, um, books, uh, there's usually romance. So there's a, uh, there's a handsome Mountie, Jack Thornton, uh, who's posted in Coal Valley, and um, and there's uh, this relationship that begins to form between the two of them. Uh, now I will say on this particular project for the TV series, we did end up departing from the original source material. In When Calls the Heart, the novel by Jeanette Oak, um, you know, there by the end of the novel, the two leads, Elizabeth Thatcher. And, and Jack, they're they're married, and Wynne Delaney, I should say, is they're married by the end of the book, and we couldn't, as a TV series, make that happen so quickly. And I also needed um, a milieu, a place where the storytelling can unravel with a little more danger to it. So we changed it to a coal mining town. The good news is that um, is that Jeanette liked it so much that she's actually writing a series of novels based on the TV series. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, that, that's a credit to what you guys were able to accomplish with that and to inspire her. So it kind of goes full circle as she inspires you. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> grateful that it worked out that way. That, that, is, that is amazing. So in, in this film, what drew your heart to this work and to this particular film? Well, first off, it's just uh, it's the amazing storytelling of Jeanette Oak. Um, 
she has an ability to connect with, um, obviously, especially the female audience uh, in a very big way. What's amazing about this woman is that she has well over 30 million copies of her books sold. She's the most humble, unassuming woman you could ever meet, God-filled woman, and I just adore her. And it comes out in her storytelling, in her writing. And I, a lot of what I love about her are obviously the relationships, but also kind of these little big moments where um, they're just nuggets of life, where you life lessons, where you learn something about about human nature, yourself, or or ways to become, you know, a better person. And um, and it's all those things, all those dynamics that that drew drew me to her storytelling. And it's you know it's it's and it's the romance. I mean, uh, we all love romance, and so there's just there's great romance that is um, it's infectious and but it's there's a there's a sweetness and innocence to it that um, you rarely see in any of the kind of storytelling of, of today. I like the phrase you use, little big moments. And mm. that is an interesting phrase um, because that is so. We're, sometimes we're looking for the grandiose, and it's in the little simple moments, um, simple gestures, simple phrase, that something really significant can happen and something large. And just through a simple storytelling, and like you said, getting back to the basics of of love and not, not the, uh, you know, converted type that, you know, for sensationalized, but just get back to the basics. And Patty and I are even finding, you know, even within the Christian community and even beyond the Christian community, people really are hungry for just give us a good story with a message. We want to walk away from a film being challenged and inspired and feeling good and feeling like there's more to life than just what I see and what, you know, it's coming through. So, we just appreciate you stepping into kind of this danger zone in some in some ways to do this and to do these projects, um, especially in the in the industry right there where you are in. Um, well, and it's interesting too, uh, like Lisa's saying, with um, in, in producing just the little things. You know, we we see Hollywood now going into these grandiose. You know, you have to cut them up and blow them up and and show and expose everything. Uh, when you just like you said, with love comes softly, that is the highest rating movie in in the history of the channel. What is going to make Hollywood stop and go? Okay, wait. This is what people are craving. We really do want to see these, these family movies and walk away with that wonder, um, rather than just all the grotesque things that are taking place. So. Do you think that maybe there will be a paradigm shift that they'll swing the pendulum back to um, more? I mean, I know my family, we read the books, plus, you know, we watched the movies, and, and my kids all bought the DVDs. So we are that, that family that craves that, and at least the people that were around, they're talking the same way. So do you see that coming back, maybe? It has that potential, right? I It... Uh... It really, I mean, like any any business, because at the end of the day, uh, the the television and film business is a business, and so it depends really on how people speak with their pocketbooks, whether they buy that theater ticket or they um, or they you know watch that television program. Um, you know, one of the things that sometimes can be a bit disheartening is that you know statistics where you know, uh, the 
the Christian viewers um, habits aren't necessarily different than the non-Christians when it comes to their entertainment. And so really it's a certain, you know, there's a certain conviction that needs to take place where, you know, maybe you choose not to go see that movie, even though maybe there's something in it that's drawing you to it. Or maybe there's that program, um, um, the, <laughs> the, the housewives of whatever you choose not to uh, <laughs> watch. But, uh, yeah, until until that happens, until there's, you know, um, you know, a shift in that. And I'm also hoping that if there's success within the family genre, uh, that at least, if anything, there'll be more choices for families. I mean, you know, you, you go to your TV guide or you, you go to see what's playing in your local theaters, and if it's not, um, if it's not an animated film, uh, there's some pretty slim pickings for families to go see really good entertainment and as well as on television. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, and, well, Patty, I don't know if I, I always... do, guys, but... I'm sorry, just uh, no, no, one no, other you thing go, was... Go you know, I don't... Yeah, thank you. So one of the things that I always found special growing up, um, especially during the, the years of Little House, was actually, like you guys said, sitting down as a family and viewing something that's going to, you know, that's going to make you laugh and potentially shed, uh, shed some tears and ultimately, you know, inspire you and lift you up versus, like, bring you down. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. Well, it, it's interesting that you, you say that with Little House on the Prairie because um, I teased my husband when he was in college. He and his roommate would come um, during, in between classes and sit there and watch Little House on the Prairie because that's when you couldn't choose and pay if you had to just watch, you know, and, and um right, and he right. loved he loved that show. So uh you know, we, we have a tendency to go, Oh, this is, you know, a show for, you know, women that wanna sit around and watch, you know, Hallmark movies and it it's not true. It's <laughs> it's a show that the whole entire family really does appreciate and enjoy. Usually the usually the case is and obviously not for everyone, but usually, you know, the man does need to be dragged to the TV set to watch something akin to that, whether it be When Calls the Heart or Little House on the Prairie or Love Comes Softly or anything like that. But it's interesting, once they are brought to the, to the show, usually um, they can be drawn into the storytelling. It's usually, but instinctually it's not. They would prefer probably something blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and they can't admit to it. I, I called my um, my sister the other day, and her husband answered the phone and said, "Hey, we're watching we're watching Hallmark." And uh, I said, "Just I just have to ask her two questions." And he goes, "Well, she's actually asleep." And so I text him, "I'm like, right. you're watching Hallmark, and you don't want to admit." <laughs> but yes, once they get pulled in, it doesn't matter if you fall asleep or whatever. They're they're ready for it. So that is funny. Well, and it's interesting because I've had several conversations with women recently that even during the holiday season going, I've just been watching every Hallmark uh, show lately. I love them. And so there is, women really are talking about that channel and the, and the type of movies like what you're producing coming on there. It does create a buzz at, at, among a lot of women and with, with their children because they do appreciate that they can sit down in a room and not have to feel like they have to 
you know, turn the TV or change the channel when, when their child walks in the room. So there is such appreciation right. for that. Well, and Michael, we want to ask a question because Patty and I, we always like to know the why in people's lives, you know, where that passion meets your sweet spot and it gives your work, whatever it is, the significance you want. So we want to ask you, what is your why in life? You know, basically that, that inner voice in you that says, I must do that, that has led you in this direction of creating and producing and directing um, family films? Yeah, great question, ladies. So uh, the, uh, the first part uh, of my answer would be that I was, I was heavily impacted by my father. Mm. Um, I was very proud of the programming that he produced. It made an impact in my life, and, it, and I could tell that it made an impact in his life by telling stories like that. Um, he came from a very broken family growing up, and I know he yearned for that type of a family, the, the little house family. So there's, there's, that, there's that pride in growing up and that impact that I had as a child growing up. The second part of that is, at the end of the day, I want to honor God and I want to honor my family. And um, these are the dearest things in my life, so that is the type of programming that I'm drawn to. Um, I'm not, that's not to say that I can't go out and enjoy, you know, uh, Iron Man 3 or the Avengers or something like that. But in terms, of, in terms of wanting to make an impact, make a difference, those are the two places in my heart that mean the most. When did you discover that this was really a passion for you, getting into the film industry? I mean, did you sense that just as a, as a young boy watching your dad do that? Or did it something that kind of was a process that you kind of discovered later? Yeah, no, it was, it was early on. I, 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 you know, I grew up on, on television sets. And so, you know, from starting with Bonanza and then, then to Little House. And I knew when I was 13 years old when I got my first 8mm camera that I wanted to be, you know, in the business. And then through observation of being on the set, you know, I, I focused on directing which then became my passion. It, uh, it did not happen overnight. Um, it was many years to come, but, um, but that's, that was kind of the process for me. Okay, so I have okay, to... Um, the last question, I'm sorry. What's that? Okay, this is going to be the I last question. I have to, question. for selfish reasons, just ask you one more question. Um, <laughs> Francine Rivers is one of my favorite uh, authors. And have you considered going with her Mark of the Lion series on making that into a movie? Oh, very much so. I love Francine Rivers, and I agree with you, ladies. She's an amazing writer, an amazing storyteller. I have stayed in contact with Francine, hoping one day that uh, that could be a project that we could produce. It's a very expensive project, as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is definitely on the top of my list of, of, of uh, authors that I'd love to collaborate with. Well, we would to- totally, we would look forward to that because <laughs> that, that's one of our favorite series and that would, be, that would be truly incredible to do. Well, Michael, we just so appreciate your time and, and taking the time to do that. And we're going to do, we're going to be your advocate and your cheerleader in getting the word out to, to women and to our listeners about uh, the Hallmark series coming up tell us again how can we tune in how can we find your this film uh give us a little bit of information there 
Yes, so uh, it begins airing uh, this Saturday, tomorrow, January 11th, on the Hallmark Channel. It's called When Calls the Heart. It's a, a one-hour TV series, so airing every Saturday night. You'll want to check your local listings in terms of time. Awesome. Again, thank you for joining us. And you, you have a quote that Patty and I just appreciate. It says, somebody should tell us right at the start of our lives that we are dying. Then we might live life to the limit every minute of every day. Do it, I say. Whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows. And with that, we want to say thank you for challenging us and thank you for inspiring so many others by by living out your why and, and letting your passions and your sweet spot collide and that we get to benefit and God gets the glory. So thank you, uh, Michael, for joining us. And we look forward to watching your show. Have a great day. Thanks, Patty and Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed with women in mind, with a chance for you to just listen or take part in, or to blog like crazy about. In any and all ways, the show is about you and that human connection that we all have to a bigger life, one larger than ourselves, yet taking care of ourselves first. Women, women from everywhere, becoming girlfriends with Girlfriend It. Check out the website, GirlfriendIt.com. And join us next week for more Girlfriended Radio here on Toginet.com. Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com.